gonna ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. All right, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This much is fucking good at social dynamics and relationships. That's like a shot of a dip. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio strip taken right from the YouTube live sesh. I opened it up to questions on dating, relationships, social dynamics, anything in the world of human interaction. So you guys can join those live sessions over on YouTube basically every Friday, 10 a.m. Australian Central Standard Time, for the time being anyway. Now, if you guys would like to receive a quick sip of social dynamics every Friday, you can sign up to the free weekly email newsletter, The Bowl Sip. Every week, I send out a free article on Fridays. That's actually taking me quite a bit of time to write nowadays. They used to be pretty quick, but now I go real deep into them. I also use it as a way to update the resources of wisdom, which you guys can find at boldojo.com. So any quotes I found that week, uh, any music, updates to the Panda Emperor Sexy Time playlist or the We Take 9000 playlist, you know, all those things, anime, documentaries, movies, anything that's going to the resources of wisdom, you can stay up to date with that through the bowl sip so all you have to do to sign up to it is just head to boldojo.com slide your email in and then check your inbox for the confirmation email and also for all emails going forward if you don't think you've received it on friday just check your promotions folder in gmail or your spam folder in outlook etc because basically any email that has links in it gets automatically thrown into the uh, promotions thing so if you don't think you got it, just check those folders, okay? Now, if you guys are looking to dive into a little bit of deeper educational content, you can head over to boldoja.com and number one, pick up the brand new guided meditation, Eternal Energy. It's a deep dive into who you are and a guiding hand into evolving beyond. Featuring five tracks. Number one, cultivating your scented energy. Number two, revealing your darkness. Number three, creating your light. Number four, unlocking your sexual flow. And finally, wrapping things up with the fifth track, One Energy returning you back to the hole. It took me a solid two months to produce that bad boy and it's an absolute journey. So if you would like to dive into something a lot deeper, go ahead and pick that up at boldoja.com. Along with that, if you are looking to get your day game sorted, your social dynamics sorted, if you've been walking down the street and you're seeing a beautiful woman, you just don't know what the hell to do with yourself, well then I've got you covered there as well. Adam's Crash Course Kick-Ass Day Game eBook is also available at boldoja.com. Quick action guide. Most importantly, it is not a sit in your chair at home and read and then go hmm that sounds theoretically reasonable you need to actually get out there and apply that's what it's intended to be used when i created it it was meant to be something you go out with come home with reference with in terms of real world action it just doesn't really make sense until you're actually going out there and meeting people so that's what it's intended for you want to use it as your uh, teacher as your guide as your kind of pseudo adam along your journey. Along with that, I highly recommend pairing up a 30-day challenge with it. Anyone who buys the ebook, you just need to check your emails within 24 to 48 hours afterwards. I personally email basically everyone with a little tips for the ebook. And in that email, I recommend you get on a 30-day challenge and pair that with the ebook. Uh, it's just it harkens back to how I got my journey and how I corrected my life at the beginning, corrected my social freedom, freedom of choice in my dating life came through the 30-day challenge it's powerful so that's what i highly recommend and if you guys want more uh information on the 30-day challenge i often drop links in that email as well and then finally for those that are really looking to dive deeper create action plans bust through their limiting beliefs i do offer one-on-one skype coaching 
the bowl inside is probably the best way to go, which is for my deeper level clients who sign up to packages. Packages are completely customizable to you based on frequency, based on volume. But basically what bowl inside members get over once off Skype sessions is number one, priority messaging. They get access to my private WhatsApp number and within 24 hours, I will respond to them outside of Australian weekends based on anything. They need feedback on a situation they're dealing with this girl, this guy, family members, business relationships, etc. Want to check that text conversation, want to send me that audio, I'm going to be there for them. The second benefit Bowl Insiders get is priority bookings, which basically means you get fast-tracked that if you want to get in a session today and maybe someone was 50-50 about it, well, you get that session. You get your session times prioritized above everyone else. And especially for my clients uh, around the world with arranging time zones, it proves to be quite beneficial. So if you are interested in diving into the Bowl Inside packages, then you can just hit me up at bowldojo.com. In the product section, you find all the links there and actually the links to everything I've just spoken about, guided meditation, ebook, all at bowldojo.com. Just hit the product section and I'll see you soon. Now, if you guys would like to support this channel directly, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link. You can do this two ways. Number one, on bowldojo.com, in the Boulderjo podcast section, there's actually a donate straight through the website uh, link right in that section there. So you guys can get that. Or you can also just go straight to PayPal, which is paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, Adamui, and you can donate anything that you wish. And I just want to say that whether you donate through the Super Chat on YouTube or you do it directly through the website or PayPal, anything that you donate is so greatly appreciated. It just helps keeping this show going. It lets me know that you guys truly value it. So thank you so much for all that have donated in the past and for all that will in the future. Anthony Kanchesta. And with all that being said, let's finally dive into social Q&A live. Yosha! Moshere. Moshere. Fuck yes, let's get some here. How to manage these sexual expectations. YouTube live stream says we're going, so... Yokozo Minasan, welcome to Soshida Q&A Live. What is this? Episode, is this episode Yon? Yonju? Is this episode 40? It could be. This could be episode 40. Well, welcome, whatever it is. I'm always surprised, but 40 is a big number. 40 social Q&As. Man, I remember when we did that very first one. We were sitting down over here. Anyways, nostalgia. We'll save it. Today, we're talking about how to manage sexual expectations when along your journey... You come across a girl who's not in the same place and she just doesn't have the same level of uh, sexual comfortability. She's not in the same place in terms of just mentally of wanting to go where you want to go. But maybe you're still feeling her. Maybe she's still feeling you. How are you going to manage those dynamics? We're going to dive into that today. I've got a brilliant, brilliant DM on Instagram uh, from Mr. I'll call him C. I'll just call him C. And quite a bit of context. So we'll get into that today. But welcome to Social Q&A. If you guys are new to this, Basically, what happens is that we we go balls deep. We go balls deep. We dive into your questions around dating, social dynamics, relationships, anything in the world of human interaction. You can drop in that live chat box right there and we'll get it. Uh, also, if you'd like to support the channel, you can donate to the Super Chat, which gets your question bumped to the top when we go into open Q&A. I've got a preloaded question right now. And so we'll start with that. And that all just goes to supporting everything that's going here at the channel. And that's most appreciated. So, uh, T got here a little too early. He said, uh, T was the first commenter in this live chat saying, yes, lol, I forgot about the time difference. Uh, he was here 30 minutes early. 
Hopefully you come back, son. Hopefully you come back on the right time. Uh, we also got Ski up in here. Hey, how's it going? Ski comes in and says, how's it going, mate? Yep. It goes well, my friend. I'm still alive. I'm still alive. If you guys have been following me on Instagram, I had a near-death experience yesterday uh, in a ridiculous 30-minute cold plunge in the ocean. So we're doing okay. Hope you're doing well, man. And, and also, I've got two other questions, preloaded questions. Uh, I'm going to put this down here. Also, I want you guys' feedback. Is the audio good? Because if you haven't noticed, we're using a different mic. This is a new mic. And I'm using a H6 preamp to get the audio feed in. So it should be a lot better. The audio should be a lot crisper. Just maybe not live right now because YouTube will, of course, downgrade this quality until you watch it in post. But give me some feedback on the audio quality. Let me know if the volume's loud enough because I can actually adjust it like live now. So um, hopefully, that's, hopefully that's all good shit. But yeah, life has been good, my friends. Life is good. Sun is shining. Let's get into this. Oh, T says, T's back in the chat saying back now. And yeah, if you're up in this chat, just say hi. Let me know where you're from. Uh, and we'll, we'll do it. I'm just going to dive into my Instagram DMs here and get this first one. That's what I was trying to say before. There's also a couple other questions that a couple of people have emailed me about. Not necessarily on the same line as this, but after last week's epic three hour plus just journey of old journeys podcast. There wasn't a lot of Q&A going on in it. There was a little bit at the end. Today's going to be very q and I'm going to try and get through as many questions as we possibly can. So let's go. First question, make sure, uh, always make sure we're recording. Yeah, but if some of you could just give me feedback on the audio in the chat box, let me know if it's coming in loud and clear and if it is in fact crisp. It should be crisp. This is a brand new mic. Uh, okay, so from Mr. C, here we go. Mr. C sent me this DM on the gram. Shout out to Ui Tang One if you're not there. Get there. He says, Hey Adam, I need some advice from you. How do you handle expectations from the girl? I know you are going to ask me, so here's the context. I met this girl through Cold Approach and we had a good interaction. We exchanged details and met up two days later. After meeting her, we went to the park where we laid in the grass and talked about goals and dreams. I escalated physically and went for the kiss, but she pulled back. She told me that she wanted to kiss me, but she wants to have a relationship first before having sexual intimacy. I told her this doesn't work for me and suggested that we just stay friends. We continued to lay in the grass and I noticed that she had a hard time not kissing me. She even told me that she wanted to see me again and maybe think about intimacy before a relationship. I'm currently only looking for one night stands, but I feel like I trick her into something. I have trouble having one night stands because I feel like they expect me to be their boyfriend, but I don't want to. So how do you deal with these expectations? I appreciate your content. I've been a hardcore follower for about one and a half years, and I really enjoy your potters. Peace from Germany. Thank you very much, uh, C. Almost said your name there. Uh, thank you very much, C. I appreciate your longtime followership. It means a lot to me. And I love that you gave me that deep context because you know I would have asked anyway. So, excellent. Also, just checking in the chat right here, Ski saying audio is good. Good, good. To s- Thank you for that, Ski. Just send that feedback. Because, uh, yeah, we're using a preamp now. So then it's not, the audio is not being fed straight into the laptop anymore. So it should be a lot better. So, so expectations. Let's just dive back. To, let's get the summary through this guy's story. Look, there's a couple red flags though. Like the first red flag, just reading back through his message 
was that he said that, you know, they met through cold approach, they met out for a day two, took it to the park, laid in the grass, talked about goals and dreams. I escalated physically and went for the kiss, but she pulled back. So my first question for you, C, here is we want to check our 50. We always want to check, barring her, obviously we know because you actually talked to her about her hangups, about getting intimate sexually before being in a relationship. So we know that. However, as a coach, what I want to know is if you did everything you could to help her get out of her own way. And what that means is that, did you time the kiss correctly? Because what you told me here is, and this is what we always do, we always check our 50 first, then we can look at her 50. We always look at our skill set first. So when you said that you were laying on the grass and you were talking about goals and dreams, for those that have seen the Full Guide to Day 2's podcast and the Full Guide to Day 3's podcast, and then the consequential follow-up, the Advanced Tips Secret to Amazing Dates podcast, that's a trilogy. Those are three podcasts that will take you from very beginning of how to go out on a date to more intermediate once you start getting out into day threes, and then finally the full wrap-up of the full circle in The Secret to Amazing Dates. Those three date podcasts, you need to go back to Full Guide to Day 2's in which I talk about when we're in isolation and the right time to kiss the girl, it's not going to be in a logical moment. The reason why it's in isolation and not at the beginning of the day and not at the end of the day is because those are two logical points. Those are very logical, very logistical. We're just meeting up with each other. We're just, uh, you know, getting over the kind of the the initial inertia of two people coming together after this cold, cold interaction and we're kind of just breaking the ice, so to speak. So we don't want to give a kiss right there, but we want to get in in that nice gooey center, that nice emotional center And it sounds like you've nailed that part, but within the actual isolation, when you said that you're talking about goals and dreams, I'm not there. I wasn't there, so I can't say. However, just based on the way that you said it, I can't can't say either way. But what I would have you ask yourself if we were in a coaching session, and I'll break down with you, is did you think you timed it correctly? Were, Were you, because talking about goals, that can get very logical. You know, and maybe you had just kind of sprung on her and surprised on her uh, a little too much, and maybe that's why you got the pullback. Now, the reason why this is just the beginnings. This is just part one, because there has been probably actually I'll, I'll save that. I'll get to some stories in a second, but I want you to check that first. Did I time it correctly? Did I give her every chance to get out of her own way? Which means that when I went to go kiss her, were we in the throes of emotionality? Where we, the dreams part is good. Talking about dreams, that can get very emotional. That's good. I just want to make sure that you weren't trying to kiss her and try and escalate this physically and get more intimate with her in a very logical moment. That's just one thing I'll check with you. Now, would that have adjusted? Say that you were in the depths of just meditating with her. Maybe you're watching the water birds dance over the lotus pond or whatever you're doing in the park. You're watching the squirrels uh, dance. And then you went to kiss her and you still got the pullback. And then now we know it's because of, you know, her hangups around physical intimacy. You know, you could have timed it perfectly. You could have had the very best timing and still get the pullback, of course. But we don't worry about her 50. We always want to make sure our 50 is rock solid. So moving on beyond that. Now let's get her words. She told him that she wanted to kiss him, but wants to have a relationship first before having sexual intimacy. So for those that I've covered this many times, there's one podcast called, oh fuck, it's pretty recent. 
but we talked about it quite recently. It was in the podcast about the guy, oh, why a woman backflips on sex. If you go back to that social Q&A, I think it's four or five ago, maybe I always say four or five ago. That's how recent they are in my mind, but it's probably like a little bit further back, maybe. But I know the title is why a woman backflips on sex. And we discussed this key point here, which is that, but this girl's taken to the next level, actually. I'm just realizing it's fucking bright. Hopefully that's a bit better. Yeah, it's better. Uh, this, this girl's taken it to the next level. In that why women backflip on sex, the context for that particular potter was a woman that was still willing to kind of, you know, make out of the guy. Uh, the few wristies were getting thrown around and uh, a few bits of clothes were getting thrown around. A lot of sexual dirty talk was getting thrown about, but she just kept backflipping on the sex and it was this epic journey uh, of yes, no, yes. And then finally just, it, 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 they ended up having sex, but the way it happened was so inorganic. A girl who was truly in her own way. He was in his own way as well, as well, for sure. But she was, but this girl's taken to the next level. This girl's not even willing to kiss you and has stated that she won't even get into a, she won't even entertain that before she gets into a relationship at first in this message. So I will rehash the principle here, which is this. Why is that, as I always say, such an egregious affront to masculine and feminine polarity and to the dance between your two sexual energies? It's because the dance between, t- between your, let me rephrase that, the dance between your energies doesn't require rules. The more logistical framework and structure we attempt to place in our human relationships, the more difficult it makes things, the harder it is to remove your sense of self for both yourself and herself and really just get to a nice, clean, low hum state of energy in which that the communication is free. Where you've got this just nice, free-flowing communication. But when you have rules and logistics in terms of what this woman has said to herself, she's made a rule in her mind. And I'm not judging her for the rule she's made in her mind, but what if I was her coach, I would be diving heavily into why she's made this rule. And if you're a guy and if you're C who sent me this message, this is the position you want to take. You want to take an emotional leadership position in which that you don't judge her for the rules that she's made, but you try and understand why she's made these rules. Why would this girl say to herself, I'm not even going to kiss a guy until he agrees to be in a relationship? Because that's very extreme. That's quite extreme. Like to actually say that. You know, some girls might act that way, but not necessarily say that. But this is an agreement she's made with herself. So I don't want to understand why. So if you want a first tactical tip right here, see? First tactical tip is that if if I'm in that moment where I'm down in the grass, I'm in the same situation that you're in with this girl, and I go to kiss her and say I timed it perfectly, felt that heartbeat. Shout out to Matt. She felt that heartbeat. And I go in and she pulls back. And I, that's what I said I was going to get into some stories because I have maybe... On one hand, probably five experiences in the last 10 years of girls that have pulled back on that kiss when I know I timed it well. And it's always some deep-seated shit. It's always some deep-seated psychological shit that's going down. And so if I'm in that moment with this girl and she pulls back and she goes, ah, it's, you know, I'm, I, just, I don't want to get into sexual intimacy before I get into a relationship, I'm first off saying, hit her with the empathy. Hey, that's okay. That's okay. Because you should be devoid of seeking validation from her anyway. 
So it shouldn't have mattered whether she gave you the kiss or not, progresses to uh, sex or not, casual relationships or not. It doesn't really matter to you. Because why are you kissing the girl, see? Answer this for you right now, because I know you're in Germany, so you're probably not watching this live because it's bloody 2 a.m. right there right now. But answer this question for yourself right now. Why am I kissing the girl? For those of you in this live chat right now, why do you have to kiss the girl on the first date if it's from cold approach? Slightly adjusts from online dating. If, if online dating, it might happen more on the, on the second date based on the nature of your first date. But definitely on a cold approach. In a cold approach interaction that led to a day two, why must you kiss the girl? For those of you in the live chat right now, drop it in the chat box. So give you a moment. Think about it. And for C, who's in Germany right now, I know you listen to this in post. I want you to think about in your mind, why am I kissing the girl? Because it's not just for the sake of kissing the girl. There's a reason for it. Okay, we've got a few answers up in this chat. And yeah, if you guys are up in this chat, get noisy. Get messy. I like class format, especially when we're not doing seminars. Where, you know, I'm just like, just smashing you in the face with content like I did last week with three hours. Uh, but answers in the chat box. Let's go. And also, if you are enjoying this content, hit that thumbs up on the video down below. Help support the video. Help support the channel. Most appreciated. So first answer to, first question, first answer to the question of why do we kiss the girl or why is it necessary from a cold approach on the day two? Absolutely necessary. Connor Bowes comes in saying because it might be so she knows you're not a wimp. Yeah, that's good. Definitely. There's more to unpack within that, but spot on. Absolutely. I mean, it's more to why why not kissing the girl would convey wimpiness, a.k.a. a lack of masculinity. But you're correct there. Definitely. So it's not so much that she knows you're not a wimp. It's more in the on the reverse polarity of that, that she knows that you are a strong masculine being. Not, not to prove, because there's no woman just going out there uh, thinking that, you know, I'm just trying to see if he's a wimp or not. She's more coming from the perspective of, I want to see if he's strong or not. You know, most, most girls are coming from that frame of mind. Not, is he, I want to see if he's weak. It's more like, I want to see if he's strong. You know what I'm saying? But to the point of what you're saying, yes. Uh, Ski comes in saying, state your attraction why you're seeing her again. State your attraction why you're seeing her again. Yeah, so to affirm your intent, I think is what you're trying to say there. Stating your attraction, that this is this is how I feel. Yes, absolutely. Uh, this is good. Definitely. When the reason, One of the biggest reasons why we need to kiss this girl is because on a day two, the very nature of a day two is investment, right? Investment, that this is just an extension of the investment stage in which that is real shit. We're just getting to know each other. The point of the date in general is that we want to see if we connect because you being a man who's on his purpose in life, you don't have time to be spending hours and hours with girls you don't connect with, not only on a uh, psychological level, but on a physiological level as well. So we need to ascertain within an hour, uh, who is this person? Do we connect with this person? And the only way we're going to do that is by shutting the fuck up and letting her unravel. As I've always said, we create the needle, we thread it up, and then we give it to her, all right? We thread the needle, let her create. We thread the needle, which means that has that look tactically to what Chris was, uh, Chris he was saying. It's probably not that bad if I use his first name. I just realized I just dropped his first name. I keep referring to him as C anyway, but it's probably not that bad if I use his first name. Um, if C just gives him the thread of, 
hey, what's your dreams and goals? That's the thread. Hand it to her. Let her create. Let her create. That's the 80-20. 20% us, 80% her. That's how we get investment going. And then, and so with that nature, it can get very friendly because you're for the most part just being a vessel. You're being a container in which that her ocean is allowed to feed into. So with that being said, it can get very friendly. It can get very nice because you're really just not doing much. You're really just being. So to Ski's point here, when he says stating your attraction, why you're seeing her again, absolutely because uh, your attraction can get lost or the flame can get dimmed and the flame can get put out if you don't go in and kiss this girl. And also just seeing a few more chats uh, up in here. Bob Lane comes in saying, to solidify the man to woman and test the chemistry. Part one there, absolutely. And part two, even more so. That's really well, really well said, Bob. Yes, to solidify that this is in fact a masculine to feminine interaction and that you are testing the chemistry. You guys are all in the good wavelength right here. Uh, Louise comes in saying, I would also say to let her know that this dance between us is not a best friend vibe. Yes, Louise. Yes, again, you're all you're all saying you've all just picked a different a different peach from the same tree. You're all on the right tree though. Sometimes you guys can some of you are off in the wrong garden, sometimes you're in the wrong took the wrong path up to the garden, but you're all on the muddy here. So very good. Very good. So why do, why do I ask this question? Why do we ask this? Because to the point of why I said it's such an egregious affront to masculine and feminine energy to set rules around how this should organically come to fruition. It can never come to an organic fruition. And this is something that, you know, you can't you can't judge a girl, you can't hate a girl for this. And I wouldn't, because she's just coming from her experiences. This girl who's coming with this rule of I'm not going to get into sexual intimacy until someone agrees to be in a relationship. No no one comes into this life with that preloaded into their software. That's a program that has been uh, reinstalled, reinstalled, reconditioned, has been opened again and again throughout her life. That's So you've got to take that into account. Nonetheless, it still gets in the way of our interaction. Now, I want to mention this. I said I was going to mention some stories. I say probably five times, maybe five times in the last 10 years on a day two when I knew it was the right time to go kiss the woman that she pulled back or wasn't, wasn't, wasn't ready for it. I've had some girls, I've had one girl that started crying. Literally, I've told this story a few times uh, across, the, across the years, just to abbreviate it. There was this one girl that, you know, great interaction, uh, Rundle Mall, Adelaide. It was a same day date. And yeah, it was a same day date. I met her in the mall. And actually, we were on a, Jordan was with me. We were taking photos for the website. So we weren't filming this infield, but we were doing photos of this infield. And I still have photos of this. And, and I met her and she went on, we went on like a quick instant date and then she had to go meet, she had to go down to a hotel lobby because some Chinese drama cast was in town. Like they were doing like some promo or some whatever and they were doing like a, a press conference or something. And so she had to go meet them at the hotel lobby and I said, I'll meet her back a few hours later. So same day, day, I meet her, we go down to the River Torrens, we're on the bench watching over the river. It's a beautiful Saturday afternoon. The sun's going down. It's warm. And we're sitting on the bench. It's the right time. You know, it's really emotional and we're just kind of letting go a little bit. Everything's going well. I'm like, yep, it's the right time to kiss the girl. I go in, I go to kiss her. 
uh, she pulls back and and she's just like she's just kind of like I was like you know whenever a girl pulls back and it's only happened five you know at this stage probably four times I think there's only happened once since then maybe once or twice since then but of all the hundreds of dates and I've been on at this point you know at this point it's very humorous to me it's like to me I treat it like I'm like a child I'm like a I'm like a Mr. Investigator I'm like what's going on here I'll never get pouty about it I'll never get you know aggressive about it you know it's a, it's a bit funny to me like because I know if I'm at this stage I'm timing the kiss right there's no me not timing it right at this point you know because of all the experience so to me it's kind of funny as to why this girl's getting her own way from like a bit of a childish standpoint and I want to find out why so I'm kind of just like to her I'm just like what's going on that's my first thing is like what's going on but I say that kind of like with a lot with a big smile you know to make her feel like I'm not judging you I'm not uh it's okay it's fine just I want to know what's going on with you that's the first way I handle her and she just started shaking her head she just started shaking her head and going no 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 and and I'm like what what what's wrong did I did I say something did I do something wrong you know even though but I'm not saying it like kind of I know I didn't say anything or do anything wrong but I'm saying it to her to make her just to get her talking just get her open up and and she starts crying but not not like bowling just like a couple tears a couple tears started coming out down her face and I was like what this has never happened before I've never seen this before and I'm like okay this is a bit strange I'm like I'm like why are you crying but it's just like unbelievable at the time and so I'm like smiling quite a bit because I couldn't believe not smiling at her crying but smiling at how crazy the situation is and she's just like trying to change the subject and it kind of just went back to normal after that. But anyways, anyways, later that night, I went back to her place and I've told this story before more in depth, which is the fucking Chinese SWAT team, SEAL team, the, uh, yeah, the, the, the Chinese mafia, the Chinese FBI breaking down the door and I had to hide in the closet. Uh, that's a whole different story and not relevant to here now. But when we were lying in the bed together, she had cooked me dinner that night. Yeah, the child, the Chinese SEAL Team 6 came in. Uh, after the Chinese SEAL Team 6 came in, I was in the closet. And she came back to our room. And we were lying down the bed together. I tried to kiss her again. She started crying again. So this girl had come with a lot of baggage. And so anyways, all I'm... Why, why did I bring up the story? Oh, the hand... Just the handful of times this has happened. It's always a result of some really deep shit. It's always a result of something that's been going on with them. Uh, of the other girls I've told you guys about that wouldn't kiss on the first date. It's always When we got to find out later, it's always some trauma. It's always some psychological shit that's been going down for them. So what you want to do, see, is that you just want to have empathy to try and understand why. You want to understand why. You want to just let her open up. And if she's not, you know, a lot of girls will try and open up. And they will start to explain why. And that's how you get down to it. And then we can start to have the conversation around are we actually aligned in life journey? So let's move on to part two of his message here. Just seeing a lot of chats come up here. So I'll just say hi to some of you guys. Uh, Mason Medford. You're the second Mason up here. Not Mason Spiteri. Uh, he comes in saying, wow, women, am I right? Yeah, women are beautiful, huh? A succubus comes in here saying, Surya, 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 never give up. Naruto. Surya? I don't I don't know that line. I I, I don't recognize that line. 
I'm a huge Naruto fan, but I don't know what Surya means. Uh, Connor Bowers comes in saying, haha. Okay, so moving on here. Part two of his question, because there's more to this guy's story. So she told him, oh, actually, I didn't finish that point. I didn't finish the point of how, yet yeah, why it's so egregious. Well, listen, we need an organic, fertile ground in which that the journey of my masculine energy and her feminine energy coming together can organically grow. But the more rules you put in that, in which that, oh, I can't kiss you until we're in a relationship, or we can't have sex until we've been out on 10 dates, or, you know, when you start to throw in your logicality, that's when you interrupt the signal, you interrupt the sun beaming down and providing nutrients to this relationship, which is why, rehashing this final point here, which is why the idea of having to be in a closed and locked relationship before sexual intimacy, it's just an egregious affront on that relationship. I'll not entertain it. It's not something that I'm going to involve myself in. However, that doesn't mean I don't have empathy for the other person in which that you're going to see this comes out and the next tactical point. But just make sure, see, if you're listening to this, that this is all you need to convey to her. If she's asking why, you know, some girls will put it on you, like, why can't she wait or why can't... Uh, why is this not okay with you? This is the way that I would phrase it to a girl, which is that, listen, I can't make a commitment to you when I don't even know you. You, This this is the, I, I understand, there's two, you're pulling from two ends here. On one end, you've got a girl who's got a lot of trauma, a lot of psychological baggage, her locker, in which that she wants confirmation that she's not going to get run over, she's not going to get uh, obliterated and taken advantage of, cheated on, et cetera, et cetera, because of all of her previous experiences. She's probably got uh, deep psychological issues going well back. So she's trying to protect against that. That's just the, that's why she's doing this. But at the same time, she's also blocking the actual true connection of you two getting to know each other, which fundamentally changes the moment you kiss each other. The moment you guys know I've said this again and again, if you get out on a day two of a girl and you're just not connecting, linguistically, verbally, she's boring, you're boring. And what I mean by that is just that there's no sparks. There's just like you're trying to rub the sticks together. You're trying to get some kindling going, but nothing's fucking working. The last resort always is to kiss the girl. Even when you're not feeling it, still kiss the girl. Because sometimes, and for a lot of women, they just cannot express their true nature and they will not allow that true nature to be unlocked until lips come together, aka a true connection of masculine to feminine energy. As to some of the brilliant responses some of you put up in this chat, when you guys said here, Bob Lane said, solidify the man to woman, test the chemistry, test the chemistry. You know, the more free a woman is and the more free a man is, that chemistry can be tested through linguistics, through your verbals. But the more locked a certain being is, the more you have to go through the body door, through the physical door. And that's what's, that's why if you guys follow me on Instagram, uh, if you watch my stories, if you watch my posts, why so much of my day is built around being physical and why my entire morning routine through deep breathing, cold showers, ocean cold plunges in which I nearly kill myself, uh, saunas every single morning, Tai Chi, weights training, physical training, calisthenics, all these different physical uh, modalities, jiu-jitsu through basketball, through all these different ways, even with cooking, and which is very physical. 
Physical door, dancing, a lot of dancing, a lot of physical expression. Oh, walking, why? Why is so much physical expression? If you guys just follow my Instagram for a second, it's because I know that's how we as human beings have communicated for far longer. For most of our evolutionary development, it's been through our physical body. Right? The English language is very new to us. Psychologically, contextually, the way that we do this, like our little, our little verbal joustings, our verbal justings are very new to us and it doesn't really work, does it? You can convey far more through a simple emoji of do it a wink than in five sentences. You know, to send a, a message to a girl on WhatsApp saying, uh, saying, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, let me just get it here. Gives you a message from my WhatsApp, yeah. All right, so uh, she won't mind me reading this out. Uh, shout out to her. I won't mention you. Uh, don't worry. If she's watching this, she might be watching this. I w- don't worry. I won't mention your name here. But um, this uh, most beautiful woman sent me a message the other night saying, uh, sweet dreams, Adam. You're the most sweetest guy I've ever been with. It was after a great, great day night that we had. And uh, I said to her, thanks with her name. And I said, I said, you're the latest girl I've ever been with. Wink face. In reference to she rocked up like an hour and a half late to our date because she some shit went down with her friend. So I said, you're the latest girl I've ever been with, wink face. The wink face or the wink ride there conveys more about uh, the joking nature of this message than any than five sentences worth of me attempting to explain why this is a joke. Just with a simple emoji, right? We, the facial expressions, our physical communication. I need to get off this. I'll go, I'll go on day on this. But what I'm trying to communicate to you guys here is that when you kiss a girl, when you guys make physical connection, you actually give her a chance to really unleash her true nature. So when a girl, and I hear a girl saying to this guy right here that I'm not going to get, I'm not going to even allow to, a kiss to happen before you could commit to a relationship, it just makes no sense. It makes no sense. It makes sense from the perspective of that I, she's trying to protect herself. That's a protection mechanism. But if she was... If I was her coach, what I would be saying to her is that I understand that you want to protect yourself, but in your attempt to protect yourself, you're blocking someone from coming in and you're not allowing yourself to enjoy the true, the true beauty of what your connection with this guy could be. This guy could be the guy that you want to have children with, but you will never know because you're inserting all these logistical frameworks that stunt and blunt the true connection between your energy. So... So, got a few uh, people coming up in this uh, chat as well. Uh, uh, Succubus says that was the Naruto background music. <laughs> uh, suya. Oh, okay. Are you saying it like that? Are you going, Suya, Suya, Suya. I think that's what you mean. And now I can hear it. I go, Suya, hey, hey, sit. Yeah, I think that's the sound you're making. Okay, it just didn't make any sense looking at it, but now that you say that, that's nostalgia right there. Uh, Leron Fogel comes in saying, I love the cut, mates. Much appreciated. Arigato. Doma doma. Uh, Succubus comes in saying, Adam version 3.0, monk mode activated, chap- chapter spiritual awakening. Hell yes, you sent that om chanting I did in the bathtub. Oh, that was some sexual shit. Uh, like, energy-wise, it's incredible. Yeah, we're going uh, full one-punch man. Uh, 
Mason Spiteri's up in here saying, greetings, may yip. Greetings, may yip. You know, Mason, your yip is very different to Ski's yip. Ski's is a how's it going, may yip? But yours is a much, uh, yours is different. Yours is like, greetings, may yip. <laughs> it's different. You guys say it different. Greetings, may yip. It's, too, it's good. I love how everyone has their own version of the, of the how's it going, may yip, with the greetings, may yip. Ah, it's good. He says, excuse my lateness. That's okay. I had a girl that was an hour and a half late to a date on the weekend. So I'll put <laughs> it actually worked out because the meal I was cooking was a slow cook. So it actually worked out okay. But you better believe I grilled her. I grilled her all night. I grilled her at the end when I sent her that, when she sent me that text after this awesome night together. She goes, Adam, you're the sweetest guy I've ever been with. I say, you're the latest girl I've ever been with. <laughs> never, never let a girl off the hook. If she fucks up, she got to know. Tongue in cheek, of course. Like, don't get actually salty about it, but you know, throw sprinkle a little salt. A little salt on the honey goes down a long way. It's just push and pull. So Leron comes in saying, "At work, but just wanted to drop by and say hello. Check up with all the good love. The but check up all the good love. The podcasts. Thank you so much, Leron. Uh, Leron, I really appreciate you uh, you doing that, and hopefully your boss doesn't get too bad." Too mad, but I appreciate that, man. So, part two. Part two up in. And also, you guys, uh, if you're new to social Q&A, you can drop your questions in the chat box. We've probably got another 10 or 15 minutes on this guy's question. Then I've got a couple other quick fire questions to get through. Then we'll get to open Q&A. And also, if you're up in this chat, uh, just drop a thumbs up. Drop a thumbs up on this video if you're enjoying the content. Help support the channel. Help support what's going on here. Let's do it. Get back to this guy's message. Okay. So hopefully you should all understand now why this girl, why she's doing what she's doing makes no sense from her perspective and also from his perspective. Okay. So as they continued to lay in the grass, lie in the grass, I noticed that she had a hard time not kissing me. See, there you fucking go. That's when you know that I'm not just rambling. She's getting in her own way. She wants to kiss him. And that actually now reaffirms for me that he I likely did time the kiss well. Because if she's there with him, having now pulled back on the kiss and then explaining why she pulled back on the kiss, but now is obviously showing signs that she actually wants to kiss him. Actually, So it's good. But we still want to check out 50. Never skip that. That's why we started the podcast with this. Never skip that. But she's having a hard time not kissing him. That's a key point. Uh, she told me that he goes on to say. <clears throat> she even told me that she wanted to see me again and maybe think about intimacy before a relationship. It's good. I'm currently only looking for one night stands, but I feel like I trick her into something. I have trouble having one night stands because I feel like they expect me to be their boyfriend, but I don't want to. So how do you deal with these expectations? And then he's always thank you notes. So there's a couple potential red flags here. It's not an obvious red flag, see? But my first question for you is, why are you only looking for one night stands? Why? Because for anyone who's been through any stage in their lives of going through one night stands, you get over it pretty damn quickly. Like it's fun a couple times, but it's not something you look for. And it's, not, it's never something I've encouraged my clients to look for. That like, if I've had a client saying to me, like, so where are you at with your current dating goals in life? 
And my current dating goal is to have as many one night stands as I can. I'm like, oh, why? Is it is it because you're trying to actively deal with your attachment to girls and you're trying to show that you can be unattached? That's probably the only reason I could see. But you can still actually no, no, because you could with casual relationships, which is the stage where you should be directing all of your dating goals towards at the beginning of your journey at least, open and free, that's the ultimate detachment to simultaneously be seeing a woman knowing that she's seeing another guy. That's the ultimate detachment and to and to real test for your ego. So yeah, I'm not that's very unlikely. So I'm not even gonna give you that. So there's a bit of a red flag here, which is why are you only looking for one night stands? Hmm. It feels like because there's not a lot of learning to be had. There's not much learning to be had within a one night stand. Once you just kind of get over and you've had the experience itself, and you're just learning, uh, learning that initial stage of masculine to feminine polarity, uh, learning that stage of leading, especially if you're meeting these at night, these girls at night, learning to be, uh, to act upon the moment and to. Uh, learn to handle her friends, learn learn to handle uh, her uncomfortability with certain situations and to pace yourself, take your time, read the person in front of you, etc., etc. All these different lessons that come from uh, one-night stands for sure, but not really from one-night stands because I don't go into that experience thinking that I'm looking for a one-night stand. Those things will happen anyway. Like all the things I just listed off of all the key tactical skill sets of meeting a woman at night and having a sexual experience of her that you just met her that night and you have a sexual experience that night, that can still all lead to casual relationships. Open free, open and free. So this, as we're fleshing this out, see, it's becoming more and more of a red flag. That's something that I would like you to look at. That's something you need to work out for yourself. Why are you avoiding getting into casual relationships, open and free relationships? Why are you not saying to this girl, well, hey, listen, Here's the conversation. Here's the talk. And here, aha. Aha. So, in the podcast, Why Women Backflips on Sex, we went very heavy into the having the having the conversation, having the talk on what an open casual relationship is, and giving the girl basically the uh ultimatum, see if you're in or you're out. And it's okay whether you're in or out. No hard feelings. And if it's ever not going to, if it ever doesn't work for you in the future, always can let me know. No attachment. But having the talk, right? The casual relationships talk. Um, we went very heavy on it in the backflipping on sex podcast. So I'm not going to go too deep into it now. But that's essentially the conversation C should be having with this girl. You know, especially especially because she's actually said she budged a little bit by saying she even told me that she wants to see me again and maybe think about intimacy before a relationship. So let's just cut straight to the chase because I want to wrap this up and get to your guys' questions and also a couple other preloaded questions we got here. Um, what is this? What should this guy have done? Well, if I am this guy, he can do whatever the hell he wants, but if I am this guy, what I'm doing with this girl is that if I feel her budge even a little bit, which she did, Right, what I'm going to say to her is that, okay, we need to talk about this. Now, because she's enacted so many logistical frameworks and trying to trying to sully the waters of what this clean connection could be, we can't now follow the general 80-20 principle or 8 out of 10 principle, which is that we don't have this talk, the talk about who we are, what we are together, aka 
casual relationship, open and free, and sexual expectations in that way, we don't have that talk, as we've discussed, until post-sex. Why? Because of what I discussed in this podcast. Because it, it ruins the connection. And you don't know each other until you've had sex. You don't know who each other... There's no point in agreeing to a long-term casual relationship with someone pre-sex. That person and who you are and who you two are together changes, fundamentally changes the moment you two make that connection. So that's why that should be the logistical framework around how you two are going to progress forward should only come once you get to see who this person is in their raw naked state. And in your and they get to see you in your raw naked state. You don't know who someone is until you kiss them. You don't know who someone is until you make that final sexual connection, both emotionally, psychologically, and physiologically. They change. We change. We change together. Okay? People get very clingy. People get very cold. People get very attached. And very some people very unattached. So we want to see these things. I want to see how a woman changes after I've spent a night taking her through jelly state, getting into a psychological orgasm and then physical orgasm. I want to see how she changes. And I'm not going to agree to any form of logistical shit before that because it just doesn't make sense. And I want her, I want the same for her as well. I want her to see that with me. What if all of a sudden I became an absolute uh, beta male fish? What if I became a scrub lord? What if I become a sloth? She needs to see that. So it's just as much for girls as it is for guys. That's what I'm trying to paint here. Anyways... If I've got a girl, I've got, if I'm faced with the same situation that this guy is with this woman, this girl, what I'm going to say to her is that, and what I'm going to say to myself is that, okay, she is on the very hard case end of this spectrum in which that she's saying, um, okay, she didn't even want to kiss me before agreeing to a relationship. Now she's saying maybe. That's pretty extreme. So in extreme scenarios require slightly different tactical execution a little bit more custom calibrated to the person in front of me which is that okay normally i would wait until post-sex to have this conversation but now i see there is some deeply embedded psychological hurt locker going on here we need to address this now because there is there's not we can't progress anymore i'm not going to ask myself to go out on more dates with this woman if she's already told me that well because i know now because remember, guys, what was the point of going on the date? To see if we connect. To get to the root of whether we have a connection here. So we know this now. So there's no need to go out on and go and have dinner with her again. There's no need to go for another park sesh. We now know. So we need to keep leading. And the way that we keep leading is going, okay, listen. Let's give her a fake name. Let's call her Sophie. All right, listen, Sophie. Uh, based on our date last time, I feel like we should meet up again and just have a little bit of a chat. You know, when's good for you? All right, let's meet up. We're going to go to a nice, quiet, isolated area. You could go park again. Just keep it isolated. Keep it, uh, don't go to a busy bar or something like that. You know, go down to the river, go down to the ocean, whatever. And we want to talk. And so we're going to have the talk, the conversation. But the context is going to change a little bit in which that I want to start off by saying, listen, I understand that based on what happened last time, you're not in the same place in life as me. But I want to understand fully. I want to understand you fully. But before we get to that, I need you to understand where I'm coming from. And if you can hear that out first, then I want to hear you out fully afterwards. Does that sound cool? T's and C's? Okay, yeah, it sounds cool. Okay, this is where I'm at. At this stage in life, 
I'm looking to have open, casual relationships in which that I'm free to explore and experience everything this life has to offer and that I want you to have the same. I want you to be able to grow. It's all about growing for me. So I don't want to be locked down. I don't want you to be locked down. That's where I'm at. Let me know where you're at now. You shut the fuck up. Let her explain. Oh, well, and this is where that shit comes out. This is where the darkness comes out. This is where, oh, well, you know, tears, some tears might come out. And when she starts to recount why she was so locked up. And I will start to prod with questions like that if I feel like she's dancing around it. Just, but, you know, tell me about why you feel so sexually locked up. And it's okay. Like, I'm not judging. I just want to know why. And when you can start to convey this empathy through questioning for her, not in an interrogative way, but in a way in which that you just care, you just want to know, then a woman is going to, the floodgates will open. For most girls, the floodgates will open. That girl, remember that girl from uh, uh, that video? I made an entire podcast on her called How to Deal with Feisty Alpha Females. And there's a short clip of it in the Bulldozer clips, still on the main channel. Just type in the girl, How to Deal with Feisty Alpha Females clip, Bulldozer clip. I kind of made like a shortcut version of it. When I had to walk away from her like three times, uh, and on the, on the day th- day three or day four, I walked away from her within the first five minutes of meeting her, and uh, she called me back. She started crying on the phone and had this deep, deep talk. And so, girls will open up if you give them a chance. And so, you just start to find out, you know, where she had in life, why she's been locked up, and then when she has a chance to let all this settle down, this is where you're gonna you will you have clarity now. The waters are no longer solid. We have clarity and you can see this is where this girl really is. And you can make a mature, confident decision on whether you should sexually progress this or not. Whether there is enough of a connection between you two that you're willing to work with her for the next five, ten weeks to help her overcome her hurt locker and her sexual barriers and baby step her through, drip feed her through sexual intimacy. Listen, if, if she was my absolute 10 and this was the sticking point, I might be willing to spend the next 5, 10 weeks with her uh, going, you know, just once a week, once every second week. Hey, let's meet up again. Let's just, let's have a cheeky night. And it's not going to be, this is the key thing. You guys might be thinking, okay, so maybe that sounds interesting. That's interesting you said, Adam. If she's, if she's worth it, essentially what you're saying, you are willing to go through a prolonged journey with her how does that look does that look like more bar dates does that look like more uh going to movies restaurant what does that look like for me it is stripped back minimalism strip it back it is the work between her and i that's the shit that i'm seeing her for you know you can meet up for a coffee you can meet up for a drink at a bar but that should be progressing back to your place back to her place every single time as fast as you possibly can so that you can get on the rug, get on the crash mat, get the fucking Disney out, get the music out, get the playlist out, get the, the Himalayan rock soul lamps out, and you guys just breathe together. And if, it, if, it's, if she's worth it, if you feel like there's such an intense connection, this is the only thing that matters. You know, not trying to, of course, all the other principles apply. You're not meeting her friends. She's not meeting your friends. You're not meeting her family. She's not meeting your family. Right? No, nothing, no, no girlfriend, boyfriend shit. Like she, you need to maintain your principles that we're not in a relationship, but I see there's something in you and there's something connected between us. So I want to, I want to see where this goes. It's just that as a guy, 
For this guy, the danger is in falling into the boyfriend, falling into boyfriendship mode, just through the nature of spending a lot of time with a girl, which is why you should really only be seeing her once a week max, you know, preferably once every second week for this type of girl. But stay on it. Stay with it. That's in the best case scenario, that this girl was your absolute 10 or there's a super connection and you're willing to spend a lot of time with her to help her work through her pain. Okay, great. That's the path then. Keep it focused. Keep it focused on why you're seeing each other. She's got a lot of pain. She's admitted it. She's not ready to have sex. And if and because remember, the, 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 the sex or the physical penetration, that for a girl like this is going to be a journey, whether it's with you or with someone else. It's going to be a journey no matter what. It's just a matter of whether you guys connect enough. So what's the, the opposite then? Let's say you don't connect enough. You go through this initial talk, conversation. You find that you're not aligned at all. How do we leave that? On a high note. Tuh. I realize that I, when I hear that back, it sounds like I'm saying a high no. I'm saying a high note. High note, which is golden. Keep it golden with her. She's dumped her heart on you. She's real, you realize, okay, this is not the type of person that I want to be in a casual relationship right now and we just don't have that much of a connection. Then you also don't have any responsibility to help her through her pain. That's her journey, right? That's the journey she needs to walk. So for you, it's, it's fine for you to say, listen, thank you so much for sharing all that. And I realize that we're not connected. So let's just keep this as friends. You know, hit me up every now and again. I get a coffee or whatever. We'll keep it there. And I wish you the best in life. Done. High note. Never leave it sour. Never leave her feeling like uh, she's less of a person or belittle her for her problems. No. Learn to develop empathy. Learn to evolve yourself. And uh, that's how you leave it. So that wraps up this guy's context. And uh, C from Germany, thank you very much. It's good. Uh, very well very well written out. So my friends, open Q&A. Let's go. I got a couple quick fire questions I'm going to hit up. Some guys that reached out to me on Instagram. And then I'm going to dive into you guys on the YouTube chat. <clears throat> I've got about half an hour or so. So if you guys would like to get uh, any of your questions answered, you can drop in the chat box. If you want to get your question bumped to the top, you can donate through Super Chat. Just goes back to supporting this channel. And it's almost appreciated. And if you are enjoying this content, just hit the thumbs up on the video. That's much appreciated. Mm. And if you're watching this in post on the podcast or listening to this on the podcast and you have further questions, just drop them in the YouTube YouTube uh, comment section. I always come back and answer them. Oh, okay, so I got a couple of e- I got an email and I got a DM, I think. Oh, actually, let me just say hi. some of you uh, have dropped in this chat as well. Um, T comes in saying, good point about one night stands. The assumption in a lot of PUA content is all about just as many one night stands as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Such a twisted mentality. Such a twisted mentality. Usmanata comes in saying, been a while since I've been on this channel. Good to be here again. I've never seen your username, but thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Okay, so I've got a question here. I got what? I got another question from a guy in Germany. This is two Germans and yeah, two Germans for one. Yeah, two Germans for one up in this here. I didn't even realize that. So, got an email through my website, which of course you guys can always hit up at boldojo.com, which of course this podcast is brought to you by. 
Uh, Mr. Okay, am I allowed to use his name? I'll just call him B. B from Germany sent me an email saying, Subject, day three. Hey, Adam, I have a question regarding the setup of dates. I met this girl during Cold Approach and we met up and had a great date. This is beautiful. A couple of days later, I messaged her to talk about logistics for the day three. In brackets, already seated the date during the day two, in bracket. She said that she's a bit busy in the next days, so I left it at that. Three days later, I messaged her again to set something up. She told me that she will text me later when she has her schedule for the week, but she forgot. What do I do in such a situation? Do you think it makes sense to keep texting her? Thanks for the great content, by the way. I'm a big fan. Thank you very much, B. And I can use your name. His name's Bastion. It's a cool name, Bastion. Reminds me of Sebastian from Little Mermaid. Just the visual. Okay, so my friend, generally speaking, if you had a day two, and this is the thing, he said in his message, I met this girl during a cold approach. We met up and had a great date. A couple of days later, I messaged her to talk about logistics for the day three. So Bastion, the first question I want to know is the, as a coach is, did you get the linger effect? Did she message you after your day two saying thank you? If she didn't, then I already know the answer to this question. Then, then it's very clear what's happening here. If in the event she did message you after your day two, which I don't know, but if she did saying thank you, then that slightly changes what happens here. So let's take the two path A, path B. Path, path A here is that let's say she didn't message you saying thank you after the date. Well, then it was not nearly as great of a date as you thought it was. Go to the Secret to Amazing Dates podcast to understand why. Whole podcast on it. But you didn't give her the linger effect. You didn't give her uh, coming back saying thank you. So it makes sense then, if this is the case, why that when you said that message for the day three, that she said she's a bit busy the next few days, and that when she told you she would text you later, when she has her schedule, but she forgot... Now we can start to see why she might have... What's going on here, guys? She's flaking. She's flaking in a nice way. Your date was not nearly as good as you thought it was. And this is predicated on her not sending you a thank you message. And that there was something going on in your 50. That you've misread the situation. You've misread the interaction. How do we know this? A girl that had a great time with you. A girl, a date that you fucking nailed. In which that you let her get out of her own way. You got out of your own way. And you really just got into this childlike state of each other. Pure connection. She's not only thanking you after the date, sending you a follow-up, but she's trying to get you to come back out. She's trying to arrange in many ways or one of for when this next thing's going to happen. She's not forgetting to text you about her schedule. She's you know, this, these are the things that you see, but this is the pattern that I'm seeing of her. Now, what's path B? Let's say that she they did actually have a great date and that she did actually send the thank you message and she did legitimately just forget, right? It's possible. It's definitely possible. I'm not saying it's not, but you just want to be aware. What do we do in that situation? Well, then at this point, you should not be so fixated on this one girl that you upend your entire life for her. So that now what we do is we give her the torch, which means that, hey, listen, Obviously, you got some shit going on in your life. Let me know when you're free. I'll see what's up. Boop. That's it. Give her the torch. It's on her now. 
If she messages you in a, in a day, in a week, in a month, it shouldn't matter. It doesn't matter. Move on. Keep growing. Meet the next person. That's it. Okay. So, got another question here on Instagram. Got another question here on Instagram from, I'm just going to call him T. Not the T in this chat, different T. This T is from the UK, I think. Yes, he is. Or maybe, I don't know. He comes in saying on Instagram, yo, dude, are you back dating yet? Just heading out on my first date, dot, dot, dot. Don't even know if we can touch. Some universal power just turned the difficulty up to nightmare mode. Maybe you could answer on your q and I'm in the UK, yeah. And I'm just started dating again, but only from online. I'd like to start doing approaches, but hard with everyone scared and wearing masks. I can't watch live, unfortunately, but I'll rewatch after. Yeah, he's from the UK. So, T, thank you for the question. And there's actually two parts to your question. First question is, he's asking me personally, am I back dating yet? And my personal answer to that question is yes. Because the situation down here in Adelaide, South Australia, is that we don't have COVID down here anymore. Um, Obviously subject to change. But at the moment, things are back to normal here. So, in our state particularly. Not all of Australia, but in our state. So, yes, I'm back to dating. I've uh, been meeting a lot of cool girls lately, actually. And uh, to his second question, when he said, I don't even know if we can touch, and that kind of just speaks to a larger question of how should I be handling my dates, getting back into dating through COVID? You know, how careful do I need to be, et cetera. So there's obviously the health perspective of respect the vibe of your city, as, of your city, as I've been saying. Respect the vibe of your city respects the person in front of you you know if they're quite clearly concerned with the COVID situation you know don't try and impress on them you know don't try and uh push them beyond their comfortability as always just read the person in front of you but if you're if you're if you're not too concerned if you're feeling good and if you think she's feeling good and you guys have had a little bit of time you've been out on a um been out on your first date and then you set up the day two for a cook night or movie night or whatever you know, like as long as you two have come to a mutual agreement that you're feeling good, it should be fine. And uh, to your comment of universal night mode, of the universe, universal nightmare mode, of the universal powers brought on uh, nightmare mode, uh, I, I would be careful with how you talk to yourself because if you think that way, you will manifest a reality that reflects that way. So just be very careful how you talk to yourself about that. Um, you know, you might just be joking, but there's always a little truth behind every joke. So, yeah, you, yeah, he said some universal power just turned the difficulty up to nightmare mode. It's like, no, yeah. If you perceive it that way, your dates are going to be very, very difficult. Just come in with that free. Mm. If you're thinking that way, you're probably not ready for free flow dates. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, you have to go back to the Secret to Amazing Dates podcast. But, uh, okay. Anyways, that's the... Uh, those are just a couple of questions that a couple of you guys uh, had hit me with. And so, are those up in the live chat right now? I'm just going to dive back up the live chat, see if there were any questions that were dropped. If not, that'll be a wrap to this session. So, because sometimes I forget. Sometimes you guys drop questions at the top of the YouTube chat and I just completely forget about them. Uh... Who we got? Uh, 
Nope, that's it. So if you guys haven't got any more questions, we're going to wrap up this session here. I'm just uh, looking through my Instagram and seeing if there were any more questions that from guys that weren't able to make it live. Uh, this one is super interesting, man. I've almost gotten there, but I doubt the internal. But I doubt the internal and try to validate the internal or change the internal with the external, if that makes any sense. Okay, so here we got a question. We got a question from Militares, which is a very cool name, and he's been very supportive on Instagram. So thank you very much, Millie. So he responded to one of my stories. I think I can play it for you guys. Let's see if I can get this here. Okay, so here. This is what he responded to. What you do professionally and what you do for work should never be separated from who you are. If you keep that separation, then yes, in the short term, you will find pleasure and you'll be constantly seeking that pleasure, constantly seeking something outside of you to align with what's inside you. But if we could reverse that and now take what is inside of us and align that with whatever the hell is going on outside of us, so instead of... Struggling to load this far, this final bit. This is the bit that you actually need to hear. Hold on, come on, come on, Instagram, load it up. Do it. Basically, what we're talking about, what I was talking about in this Instagram post, it was from a um, working with a client on internal versus external. I just want to see if I can get this final bit because it's the final bits that's actually the most inspirational. Hang on. Get back to him here. Millie, Millie, Millie. Come on, load it up. It's just giving that spinning circle. Uh, it's going to derail the podcast too much. So, so he responded to that whole discussion around me talking about how, you know, you need to align, you need to find your internal source for why you're waking up, what your purpose in life is, and then utilize the external modalities around you to align with that. Not the other way around. You don't try and please and pleasure something outside of yourself and make that work for you internally. No, you work internally and then use the outside of you, your externals, to match that. Don't find things outside of yourself and then try and change who you are to match that. Okay? So that's the key of what we're talking about. And he responded saying, this one is super interesting, man. I think I've almost gotten there, but I doubt the internal and try to validate the internal or change the internal with the external, if that makes any sense. Now it does, based on what I just explained for those of you listening. He goes, how do you begin the work to find what you're really looking for? Deep question. How do you begin the work to find what you're really looking for? This is brilliant because I was going to start writing a bowl slip article today based on what are you searching for? Uh, So this is kind of interesting, but... Uh, familiar here, just giving him some real uh, tactics uh, in answer to his question, how do you begin doing the work that you, well, first off, the work is in a night on your own, right? This is my key fundamental tactic <clears throat> for clients and for anyone who's looking to do introspective work, which is that you need to clear the noise of your life. If you want to understand yourself, you want to know yourself, Millie, you need to clear the noise. Too much noise out here, Instagram, YouTube, even me, like even him watching my content, your friends, your family. Uh, what you just last ate. You, you need to clear that noise, take a night on your own, disconnect from all social media, disconnect from everything, whether it means you're going out under the stars or if you can in your room, get a quiet moment in your room and let people know that you're not going to be accessible for the rest of the night and you get out a journal, right? 
And you start with these two fundamental questions. Number one, why do I wake up in the morning? That's your first question. Question two, once you've had time to play all that, is who am I? This is your beginning. This is the beginning of your journey. You're at the gates, Millie. You're at the gates of this journey. There's a giant red Tory gate that is marked and all you can see in front of you is just this epic vast land and this this winding dirt road and these mountains and valleys in front of you and you have no idea what the fuck's going to happen on this journey of self-discovery and self-cultivation. But you're looking down at it, you're staring down the barrel, you look up, you see this giant gate and this marks the beginning. Well, these are the two questions that a little man, a little stumpy man with an old wooden stick gives you. He says, why do you wake up in the morning? And who are you? Start walking. That's the visualization. Now, tactically, in, play with those questions in your mind, in your night on your own. And then once you've had time to play all those questions, that's when you go to journal. That's when you now start to formulate them, but don't judge the formulation. Don't judge the steps. Just write. Be messy with it. As a recent podcast, as a recent podcast guest on my Eternal Energy podcast, Ellie said, the business of getting to know yourself is messy. It is messy. Let it be messy. Let your answers to the questions be messy. Don't try and impress the paper. Don't try and impress the pen. Just let it come. Let it let it go. Let just let it go and let it flow. This is the beginning of your work, okay? Great question though. And you've been pretty locked in on Instagram, so I want to give you a bit of love there. And I'm just realizing we've got our first super chat up in this live chat from Mr. T. A different T, I believe. Donates an Australian $5. Oh, super grateful, T. Thank you so much. Just goes right back to supporting this channel. And I really appreciate it. So thank you. So T comes in saying, yo, Adam, got a cue. Give me one sec to type it. Chotto. Chotto, chotto. Okay. T's question comes in with a $5 super chat saying... My most recent day two went well, in brackets, told you about it on WhatsApp, in brackets. At the end, I was waiting at a stop, I, I waiting at her stop, I think it means I was waiting at her stop for her tram, kissed and hugged goodbye. She said it was cute lol. Is that too much investment? Just wondering if I should have just ended the date sooner and let her make her own way. So T, just answer me here. Was this your first kiss? Was your first kiss at the end of the date as you guys were waiting, as you were seeing her off of the tram? Or had you guys already kissed before? Because if this is your first kiss, it's a big no-no. It's a big no-no. <laughs> uh, but actually, it gives me, I need that context. I need that context. You need to tell me if that was the first kiss or if you had already kissed because it changes everything based on your answer. Because his question of was it too much investment is based on whether this was the first or second kiss. So I'll give you a moment to just tell me. Just say, was it the first or second kiss? So T comes in, comes in and answering saying, nah, nah, kiss was done midway during a scenic moment. Yeah, that's what you know is one of my deeps. It's when you know T is deep on the content because that wasn't, he didn't make such a rookie mistake. Because I'm like, that's, that's too rookie. That's too rookie for T, for this T. I know this T. Uh, that's too rookie to be kissing the girl at the end of the day. It's the last time you want to kiss the girl. And generally speaking, it doesn't go down. Normally, you're always almost 80% of the time, if not more, 99% of the time, you'll get a pullback. You try and kiss that girl at the end of the day. Uh, 
unless you two were just fucking killing it together. You know, then it wouldn't have mattered when you kissed her. But but for the most part, don't know. Go back to Full Guard to Day 2s, you'll understand more why then. Oh, actually, also, there's a more updated version on the kiss itself. Sorry, T, just, oh, don't worry, I'll get back to your question here in a second, T. But there's a social Q&A called How to Kiss the Girl, I'm pretty sure, in which I really dive into the depths of kiss tactics. I'm just going to make sure that's, in fact, the title. Uh, Social Q&A. I just want to make sure that is, in fact, the title of that video. Yeah, it is. It's called uh, How to Kiss the Girl and Overcoming Your Anxiety. So that's a more recent, that's only eight months ago. But if you were to watch that and the full guide to day twos, you would get a very good idea of what it means and when to kiss the girl and how to do so. Okay, so I'd probably watch the social Q&A one first though because it's more recent. Nah, it depends where you are in your development. Anyways, so anyway, okay, so getting back to T's question here. Let's just rehash it here. It's just so we're not lost in the woods. So in his most recent day two, end of the day, they'd already had a great day two. He'd already kissed her midway, which means masculine feminine polarity has been cemented. Fantastic. She knows what he's about, what he wants. Uh, they're waiting at the tram stop. He's waiting to see her off. Kissed and hugged goodbye. She said, I was cute. Lol. Is that too much investment? Uh, T, did she say you were cute in the moment? Or was it this? did she tell you this afterwards? Was it like you guys kissed and then she goes, oh, he's so cute. Was it like that? Or was it in post and she sent you a thank you text saying, oh, by the way, it was really cute how you kissed me at the end. See, there's based on context here, there's there's two very different uh, perceptions that could be coming out of it. So a little further context there, but to keep this train rolling, we'll keep this train rolling. Uh, path A and path B, Listen, I don't know, T comes in here with a quick answer saying, no, yeah, it was in the moment. So my next follow-up question is, did it feel like she was treating you like a puppy dog? As hugging goodbye. She says, T says, no, it was in the moment as hugging goodbye. So my final question here is really, did it feel, was the vibe of her saying, uh, you know, uh, saying that you're cute, did it feel like she was patting you on the head, treating you like a puppy dog? Is that how it felt? Or did it feel a little bit more like, you know, she's kind of just kind of taken aback, swept off her feet. She's up on that magic carpet and she's like, ah, oh, that was so cute. You're kind of just honoring the, the the little beautiful moment you just had. Is it an honoring of the beautiful moment or is it a papping of the pu- patting of the puppy dog? Which one is it? Okay, so T comes in saying, that's it. T comes in saying, yes, <laughs> that's exactly it. Felt like a puppy. That's why I'm confused. Okay. So what this speaks to me, if I could be there with you. Sorry about that. Uh, If I could be there with you in the moment, and if it felt like it was a puppy dog uh, moment, then it's most likely got to do with your need, most likely subconsciously. Likely you subconsciously communicated to her through this kiss at the end that I really, really like you. She's so cool syndrome. I really, really like you. Kissing a girl at the end of the day, it's not a problem. Just want to get this out here objectively. It's not a problem. Where is the kiss coming from? Why are you kissing her? Where is this kiss coming from? Is it coming from a place of, hey, we just had a great time together. 
I want to cement this connection and honor it. Hey, girl, close your eyes. Fucking close your eyes. I will kiss you right here. Have a little kiss. Beautiful. Little peck. Fine. Is it that? Or is it that? Oh, you know, I just had such, you know, it's such a great time with you. I really want to see you again. And oh, let me just give one more kiss. Let me give you one more kiss. Is that where it's coming from? You know, is it coming from an infatuation point? So infatuated with her. Or is it coming from a point of I'm in control and that actually this is just my way of tying this little nice little neat bow. You can see even the way I say it, infatuation, need a little bow. Infatuation, need a little bow. Kissing the girl at the end is not a problem. Where is the kiss coming from? T comes in with a little more feedback saying, it was an awkward moment. Yeah, ha you got me. Yeah, okay. So we get it here. He's getting a little she's so cool syndrome, getting a little infatuated. Okay, that's a mistake you made. So if, if you know this about yourself, T, I would safeguard myself. Yeah. If, but that's, that's, that's Monday quarterbacking though. In future, this is what I'd have you do. If I was you, this is what I would do. If I know this is a thing about me in which that I often get lost in girls a little too much, I start to pedestal girls a little too much, I get a little she's too cool syndrome, she's so cool syndrome, in which I just get super infatuated with girls. If I know that's a thing with me, then I would actually test myself that at the end of a date, can I leave her, can I cement her with a feeling and a connection in which that I don't really need you. Not that this was not a great time together, but hey, if I never see you again, it's totally fine. Uh, Driving a girl home the other night, I didn't kiss her goodnight. I just didn't really feel like it. I'd never see her again, if I want to, if we want to. There was was no need. I'm not so infatuated with her to the point in which that I need to make another statement. Like We just spent an hour or two hours just in deep physical masculine and feminine, uh, kissing up on each other, rubbing up on each other in the Himalayan Rocks old lamp, listening to beautiful Korean music. We spent a lot of time being very sexually connected. I don't need to kiss her at the end. I mean, I could if I wanted to, but you can see that that's where I'm coming from. So I'm showing her the indifference in which that when we, we hugged goodnight as I dropped her off, but it just didn't, I just didn't really occur to me. It just didn't really feel like it. I just didn't really feel it. it just, actually, when I look back, I rarely kiss girls uh, goodbye off first or second dates. It always happens in the middle though, but rarely at the end. Anyways, the point I'm getting on here for you is, for you specifically, if you know this is a trigger point with you, you need to go hard in the other way, which is that you need to leave her on a one-hand hug. You need to leave her on a one-hand hug, not a two-hand hug. And that with this, with this feeling of that, this was a moment in time with us and now it's over. This is a brilliant point. When just, just taking reference from this girl I was seeing just the other night, when I'd finished dropping her off and we had this amazing, stunning connection and my fantastic connection with us two. And as I'm driving home, I just realized that and now it's over. And in my mind, I was saying, but I never need to see her again. This is a thought process, just as I'm, as, uh, generally speaking, I don't have a lot of thoughts after dropping a girl off after a date, day and night, but, you know, especially at day three, where we had that sexual connection. But, but in my mind, but the feeling, the overall feeling with me is that, but I never, I never need to see her again. 
It's like, not that I don't want to see her again, but I never need to. So if I never did see her again, it's fine. So I don't need to text her. I'm not going to text her. She will text me when she wants to see me. And uh, that's it. So this is something for those of you that are in this live chat right now that can take on, that are listening in the podcast. When you finish a date, especially if you know it's a trigger point for you that you that you get to She's So Cool Syndrome with this particular, with any girl really, that you connect with. You need to go hard in the opposite direction that within the actual ending moments of the date, you actually affirm to yourself that this is over now. Every experience you have is unique to itself. Just because you had a great date and just because you had a great time together, you had, let's say that the, the sexual connection in your kiss was fantastic, but it's over now. And that this experience will never be accessed again. And there is no guarantee that we will ever get another experience together. So that's what's so beautiful. It's over now. And if T, if I was with T, if I could be on T's little shoulder as he's wrapping up his date with this girl, as, okay, let's fucking do it. You're at the tram stop, all right? You guys, you're waiting, you're waiting for it to come. You're waiting for the 91 to come down. Bloody Swanston Street or the 86. And, <laughs> and, uh, and you're waiting at the chance stop and, you know, you've had a great time. Maybe she's playing with your arm. She's hanging off your arm a lot. You know, she's uh, pushing and prodding. You guys had a great time. You're just kind of chilling, right? As these moments, these final moments are happening where the opportunity for you to be and fall into she's so cool syndrome and to start getting lovey-dovey with her, touch her a little too much, hug her a little too much, start talking about when when are we seeing each other next, what are we doing next. Not that you shouldn't have seated for the day three or day four. That should have been done ages ago though. And you can drop a, like a small thing, but don't, don't be like getting into large conversations about when you're going to see each other next. But when all these little opportunities happen and the potential for them happen, instead of biting on those, if I was little Adam just on your little shoulder, I'd be whispering in your ear, and it's over now. <laughs> just, just in your ear, just, it's over now. Just, it's over now. And you need to smile with that it's over now. This is most important to you with your absolute tense or with girls that you really do get She's So Cool Syndrome with to remind yourself that this experience is its own experience unto itself. It will never be accessed again. There is no guarantee I will ever see her again. She could die. That this tram could get could explode. This, this someone uh, could get hijacked. She could f- die of heart failure. I could get fucking drawn away from something else. I could get hit by a car on the way home. Right? It happens all the time. There's no guarantee of a future experience. So just honor the experience that we have right now. And it's over now. And if you just remind yourself, it's over now. I, not, not that I do this anymore in the moment, but I used to have to do this because I used to be the same as you. I used to be trying to kiss girls at the end of dates, even if I did do well during the middle of the date, but more as like of like a, just make sure she knows, make sure she knows I like her, make sure she knows that I want to see her again. It's like, do you think that's more or less likely to make her come back and meet you again and to make her feel like you're a strong masculine being walking his own path on his purpose 
and so that she's going to get that linger effect. You can't really, a woman can't really get a linger effect for you if you don't give her a chance to linger. Sounds like common sense, right? But really, really sink into that. The way that a woman gets the linger effect for you, for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, reference Secret to Amazing Dates podcast, if you never give a woman a chance to linger, how can she have the linger effect in which that she wants to message you, wants to get out on another experience of you? So, as you're leaving her tactically now on the tram, one hand hug, if it's a day two, day three, you can double hand, but on a, on a day one, uh, just one hand hug, why one hand, for those of you who are wondering, again, old school principles, that a girl needs or a woman needs to earn double hand. A woman needs to earn that. Again, part of that, we're not going to fall into she's so cool syndrome. Even if she is so cool, she doesn't need to know that. Not yet. She needs to earn that. Okay, so one hand hug. And that just this constant uh, theme in your mind, until you start acting this way naturally, then you can do away with the raft. This is just a raft that's going to help you to cross the river. And you need to eventually get to your final crossing of the river is realizing you don't actually need to say to yourself, okay, remember, it's over now. It's over now, which means that I don't need to be needy with her. I don't need to try and overkiss her or overhug her or overtalk to her about what's going to happen next. There is no next. Get it in your mind, Adam T. There is no next. This experience with this one woman is over now. And so over now. You do that, that'd be a great improvement. In your next five day twos, that would be what I would have you. <laughs> Sounds like you've got most of your date uh, pretty pretty worked up, worked out well. Sounds like you're fucking up just towards the end. That's where I'd be going in on. Okay. <coughs> okay. So come back in this chat. Actually, we've only got five minutes to go, my friends. So if you have any last minute questions, go ahead and drop them in. Also, if you're up in this live chat and you're enjoying this content, just crush that thumbs up button down below and uh, help, help show some love. Support the channel. Uh Ski comes in saying, always answering my questions that I haven't asked yet. Oh, so good. So good. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, uh, Ski. And yeah, that's one of the great things about these uh, live sessions and these live podcasts. And you know, like, I was, uh, I'll be honest with you guys here because there might not be any follow-up questions. I might just write out the last five minutes of this session with a bit of insight for you guys. I was very tempted to end social Q&A after last week. I said it jokingly in the end of the session when I said like, if I died today, I'd be happy with where social Q&A was. I'd be happy with all my work because it was the journey. It's the full journey. Last week's podcast, in terms of all the social Q&As, was the very best social Q&A and one of the very best podcasts of the last 150 podcasts on this channel. Because it's the full circle. And I, I woke up like uh, yesterday morning, actually, before I went through the fucking, the fucking death ordeal in the ocean. I woke up and I said, maybe, maybe no, maybe no Q&A, maybe Q&A is done now. Maybe social Q&A is done now. It's like, it's like, that's it because of what happened last week. But, but then I thought, but then I got hit with like three different messages, one Instagram DM and two different emails from what's spurred off this channel. And I'm going, well, it's like, no, nah, that's why we do social cure day. It's like, then there will never be an end to social cure day. As long as there are still people who need guidance, as long as you guys still have questions and you give me context behind them, 
I will be. I'll still be here for you guys, even if there's <coughs> only one of you that is going out there and practically applying. So you actually listen, you take notes, and then you go do, and then you transform and alchemize what you did into wisdom, and and accrue all of these experiences which show you your flaws and inadequacies. And then you come back and say, but Adam, then this happened. And now I want to know about this. Well, then I'll always be here. And that's always what the bowl was. That's always what it was, which is why I never fell into the trap of making content for views or likes, which is why I stopped making heavy, heavy infield content so long ago, despite that being the moneymaker, despite that being the one that brought in the tens and thousands, hundreds of thousands of views. And why did I put all my effort into little podcasts, long podcasts, but podcasts I get 10, 10 likes, 100 views maybe when it first started, if that, you know, it's because it's these sessions that actually confirm for me that what I'm doing helps you do what you want to do. And that's why I always wanted to do this. So that's all that really makes, uh, that's all that really, that's all it means to me. So social Q&A will always be here as long as there's always one of you that's attempting to change who you are. And so now, for those of you that don't know, I'm running two podcasts now. I release two podcasts a week, one on the Eternal Energy channel. Fuck, by the way, this uh, this week's episode with Brad from Discover Connection coming out this Friday, fucking epic session. He's a guy in Canada that's just like a Canadian version of me in a way with the social experimenting in which that he just does crazy shit with strangers, like cooking in strangers' homes, cooking dinner for strangers, getting strangers on Christmas who are lonely to come together. Fucking epic. Go to his YouTube channel, Discover Connection. You guys will have to watch a couple, two videos on Instagram. I'm going to prep you. There's two videos you want to watch before you listen to our podcast, but insane. He's a guy who's changing the world for sure. So anyway, so I've got that podcast, which kind of serves my curiosity in life to try and get the eternal energy of the beings of the world, capture that, pass it on to the future generations. So as long as there's interesting beings in the world, that podcast will always be there. But with this podcast, all I need is just confirmation that one of you is actually changing your life. Like, for example, T, for those of you that have been listening to this podcast, uh, T, who dropped the $5 super chat and had this great day two, day two question with so much rich context around him, you know, getting puppy dogged at the end. Like, do you guys, I, I breezed over it because I know him and we've had a deep relationship together in working together. But I bre- so I breeze over it, but do you even just listen to what he just said? He's like, on my most recent day two. Well, to be on a recent day two, that means he's going out and meeting a girl. That means that, and then to be here asking the questions means that he reflected on his day two. Like, that's such an amazing thing. It's such a beautiful thing that someone would walk through life and try to improve themselves. Because there are people who say they want to improve themselves and there are people who actually improve themselves. To be studied carefully. To be studied very carefully. You can say that you're becoming a better, stronger person every day, but did you get in the cold shower? Did you get in the ocean? Did you lift the weights? Did you abstain from the pornographic material or from the... uh, bullshit processed refined sugar did did you actually do it did you actually go out and meet the woman did you actually go out and 
push your boundaries, take risks within the day. When I, on this, when I was on this beautiful date, this uh, girl over the other night, uh, I'm not going to mention her name. There's, I, I took, even to this day, I'm still taking risks in my own date nights. It was the first time that when the movie, when Aladdin was done, we were watching Aladdin. Such a beautiful time, man. So good. So fucking good. When Aladdin was done and we're like there rugged up together in the, on the uh, jujitsu mat. You've got the massive jujitsu, jujitsu crash mat with blankets and pillows. It's fucking epic. And you're watching Aladdin. And then when Aladdin was done, normally I would put on the Panda Emperor playlist, music playlist, which is very R&B heavy, very, uh, and it's been formulated for sexual progression based on, uh, just search it on Spotify, Panda Emperor. It's my playlist for sexy times. And so it, it kind of like takes you levels deeper. And it's like my go-to. But this time, because she had mentioned to me earlier in the night that she really likes Korean drama, it just like kind of dawned upon me. I was like, what if I play my K-pop mushy love playlist? And this is the playlist I've been working on for years. This is a playlist of the most emotional, mushy, love, K-Korean music. I just call it K-pop, mushy love, but it's not K-pop. It's just, it's Korean music that's like love ballads. And the real tearjerkers, some of them, and really, really cut to the fucking core. And they put you to sleep real good easy as, as well. They really calm you down. And, and I thought, what about this? I'm going to take a risk here because you guys know at this stage in the day when Aladdin's over, this is when Jelly State, physiological sexual progression is going to start to happen now. The movie's over. We're lying there. I want to start kissing her, making out, rubbing each other. You know, this is where it's all going to start to happen. So that's normally when Panda Emperor comes in, but I took a risk. I pushed myself. I didn't get comfortable. You know, I saw an opportunity to try something different that was like a make or break because this could be, this could really just make her get super emotional and maybe not be want to entertain a sexually intimate connection now. Or it could be something I don't even know because I've never even tried it. So I say, how about this? Let me put on this Korean mush, mushy love playlist. And she's like, okay. So I put it on. And you've got to imagine the setting, the rugs, the blankets, the pillows, the crash mat, lying down. Himalayan rock soul lamps are on. There's one or two candles in the distance. It's all red. It's all low lit. Low lit. And there's Korean music starts coming on. And of course, I go into breathing with her. Spoon mode. It's breathing with her. Feeling her heart rate. Breathing. Start kissing her neck. Get her to turn over. And as this music starts playing, I'm going to play, I'm going to just, hopefully YouTube won't fucking take this video down. I just want to give you guys the vibe for it. I want to give you guys the vibe for what, what the type, what this type of music is. Cause you really have to, uh, let's see is it this one. Yeah. We'll just, this is one of the first ones. Super slow. Alright, if I play any more, they'll probably take it off. But you get the idea. Super mushy, super lovey, Korean ballad. And this is like pumping on the, st- on the speaker. And as we're just lying there breathing together, it just, it amplified the vibe between us. Things got deep really quick. Like we, as we were starting to breathe together, I was already starting to 
put my hand around her neck and massage her carotids and, you know, put light pressure, light choking pressure uh, on her. And she was just melting, melting while this unexpected, unseemingly deep Korean music is playing that you wouldn't think would necessarily be conducive to that. And like, you know, using your tongue up and down her neck, biting on the neck, all this different stuff. And she's like fully letting go and melting into this moment, even though the music is so lovey-dovey, emotional, what makes you want to cry. And so that was a risk that I took and it paid off big time. Now, would I do that with every girl? No, it depends on the vibe. It's just that I had a feeling it might work with this girl. And for the rest of the night, I had this entire playlist going. Uh, so epic, epic. Anyways, the reason why I just mentioned this story, that story was taking risks, which is to my point of that even though I'm, like, I'm 10 years into the journey, I'm still trying to grow. I'm still trying to learn. And let's say I had fucked it. Let's say that she just like, what the hell is this? Or she's like, just not feeling it. Or she probably wouldn't be like that. She would probably passively or physically sub-communicate to me that this is not the right vibe. She would get cold. She wouldn't let me be so physical with her neck. She wouldn't let me... Uh, she wouldn't melt into the physicality. And so that would have then signaled to me, and I would be just as honest with you guys. I would tell you that that was the wrong thing to do in that moment. I fucked up. I will change that next time. Just so happened that this time I fucking nailed it and it actually made for a really, really good night together. Very passionate night together. So always learning, guys. Always be learning. Always keep growing. And uh, I'm going to dive out here now. So I really thank those for you. Let me just, there's a few of you drops in the chats. Ski came in here. Oh no, hold on. T was the next comment saying, laugh face, cool, cool studies emoji face. Saying, uh, perfect, thanks, man. Feeling much clearer. That's good, T. And see, look at that. Humble. He's also humble about the feedback. He's not like getting like angry about the feedback. You gotta love the feedback. He then goes on to say, Death's gotten caught up in the past slash future imagining about girls. Oh, T, we could spend all day on that. Like, I was the type of guy that would come home from a day two and I'd already be planning our children's names together because I was affected by the She's So Cool syndrome, the SSC, so badly, so badly. To the point where I had to put, back in the day, when I first started my journey, when phones still had removable batteries and I would have to take the battery out of my phone and put it in the fucking fridge. So I couldn't text her or couldn't look at the text that she sent me. So I totally get you, man. So you gotta you gotta come in with that, and it's over now. <laughs> just the reason why I do it in that voice with that sing is because it makes it funny. Just reminds you of how silly you're being. <clears throat> Esteban Perez had come in saying, "Hey, yo, dudes, damn, got here late. Rest in peace." <laughs> what? Rest in peace? What are you fucking talking about? <laughs> that's great i love that ski comes in after that saying mate you're honestly legendary ah appreciate that man thank you but as uh one of my mentors says in order to recognize that in someone else it must also be within you so thank you part of the solution uh comes in saying some real shit so true thank you for being here part of the solution i don't recognize you being in this chat uh, so if you're new here, welcome. Yakuza. And Esteban came in saying, I'm two weeks in with the cold showers. Yeah. 
That's what I'm talking about, Mr. Perez. And hey, ah, welcome. Welcome to the show. That's two weeks. I'll see you in two years, yeah? I hope to see you in two years. Still doing it daily. All right, my friends. So I've got a piece out here. I've got a lot of work to do today. But I would love your feedback on this sesh. Uh, for those of you that are listening to this in post, drop comments on the YouTube comment box and the YouTube video. By the way, I've got to say this at the end. YouTube really struggles with processing long live sessions. So sometimes for the first 24 hours, the audio sync is off. Sometimes it just doesn't work at all. Like it just won't even load the live session. But normally within 24 hours, it's good. So some of you have been dropping comments saying the audio sync was off. It's not. It's just that YouTube takes YouTube struggles with it. And also uh, for those of you on the podcast, hopefully you enjoy the new audio setup. I'm using the H6 now and uh, different mics, so it's coming in through a preamp. So hopefully that should improve the audio quality. And yeah, so I'll see you guys uh, in the next sesh. I'll see you next week. If you guys have any more questions uh, for next week, just slide me a DM on the gram at Uitang1 or whatever and comments down here. And I really appreciate all of you that are here. Bolt Sip, weekly email newsletter. Head to boldoja.com, free email on social dynamics every week. And yeah, it's been a great sesh. Thank you to all of you that were super engaged answering my questions as well. So, as always, wishing you all the best in your lives. Much peace and much joy. Ciao. Thank you very much, my friends, for diving into this episode of Social Q&A Live. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a great time. And just before you run off, don't forget, that guided meditation, Eternal Energy, has now been released, now available at boldojo.com. Dive into who you are and evolve beyond. You can also pick up the ebook, book one-on-one Skype coaching, all at boldojo.com. Donate anything you wish through the PayPal links or the Boldojo podcast uh, donation link. All of that's tremendously appreciated. And I'd also love your feedback on this session. Whether you want to, actually, I'd most appreciate your feedback on the actual YouTube videos itself. If you go into YouTube, drop your comments there. That's probably the best way. It really just helps support the channel. And I always, uh, I actually source the next episodes of Social Q&A from the previous episodes of Q&A. I often just look at the comments and often find really good uh, ideas for topics there. So if you got a suggestion for a future Social Q&A that we can kick things off with, just head over to the YouTube channel at The Bowl and uh, drop it down there. Get engaged, subscribe to the channel, support what's going on here. And that would be uh, tremendously appreciated. With that being said... I wish you all the absolute best in your lives. Much peace and much joy.